A man has been arrested in the 2017 killings of Abigail Williams and Liberty German in Delphi, Indiana. Richard M. Allen of Delphi was arrested on two counts of murder and is being held without bond. everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello how's it going uh going good i mean the true crime world is all a flutter this morning of course right Whoo! big big doings here so we're i know are they finally fact, gonna get some justice in delphi indiana huh i think so well we uh yeah, and so we had put our broadcast off this morning until after the press conference so that we could give a, a truer and fuller report. So that's what we've done. So we're coming to you a little bit late for a Monday, but that's why. But it is our Monday episode. And then, of course, we have good stuff coming tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, case updates live Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. So tons more to come. It's also Perfect. Halloween, so uh, happy Halloween. Right? Look at us not even dressed up. I know, yeah. We will be later, though. We will. We're going to a witch's market. We're going to tear it up. We are. It's going to be awesome. I thought about it, and then I'm like, no, we're reporting on this big case. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be super sensitive and not do that. because uh, That's what I thought, too. It might not. Somebody come after us. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we never have terrible intention, ever. But no. you never know how things might come off to someone else yeah yeah so we already get razzed for being a little too uh jokey mm-hmm. in, for the true crime world but we just think you need that to survive it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah most definitely but we are really excited to report this case this morning so we're not going to do additional segments because this case really stands alone so we're going to just uh just head right into it so as you know this case has been talked about a billion times oh yeah the delphi murders happened in 2017 abby and libby had uh, been dropped off at an abandoned uh railroad bridge that with a walking trail that a lot of people walked on yeah pretty common place yeah sounded like Mm -hmm. Uh, one of their parents dropped them off and they were supposed to go on a walk and then uh be ready to come home in a few hours. Yeah. Only that didn't happen because they didn't show back up. And there was an extensive manhunt for them that resulted the next day in their bodies being found not far from the bridge, about a half mm-hmm. a mile. And at that point, the Delphi police got very quiet. And very loud. I mean, they got very quiet about the crime scene. There have been details of this event that have never been shared with the public. And, you know, yeah, many in attempts to, uh, you know, preserve the, the, the case and the crime scene. There have been multiple suspects over the years. Uh, the man who owned the land, who, the farmer who has since passed away. There was talk back in January that perhaps he was a suspect. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Well, they did like search his house and oh yeah, and look into him pretty heavily right after. Mm-hmm. They did, uh, but didn't really, you know, come up with enough to charge him with anything. And then, of course, we know the Anthony Schatz account. Mm-hmm. Keegan Klein. Mm-hmm. Keegan Klein and Keegan Klein, of course, is headed to prison on all kinds of uh, he's so disgusting. child porn stuff and yeah, yeah very gross. Uh, but they still hadn't been able to quite tie him to the murders, though he did have a connection to one of the girls. And then out of the blue, last week, the police searched a property that belongs to a man in Delphi that doesn't live very far from that bridge. And nobody really knew what that was about until he was arrested and has now been charged with two counts of murder. His name is Richard Allen, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about him. But first, I think this is probably a good time to just go ahead and watch the press conference. It's 12 minutes long. Uh, I, I felt like it, this was one that was worth, uh, worth playing, worth sharing. For sure. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up a screen here. And we'll go. Right here. Pulling in today, I wasn't really sure what emotion I would I would experience. But peace came over me. I didn't expect that to happen. And I hope all of you, with all the different responsibilities you have from around the planet today, have felt some of that as well. But remember, we're not done. I think what we all have experienced proves that together there's nothing we cannot do. But more importantly, giving of ourselves, all of us, all of us, giving of ourselves matters more than what we could ever receive. Abby and Libby, though in death, have had a profound effect on so many of us, on how we live, and as importantly, who we all should be. I would now like to introduce to you my friend and the Carroll County Sheriff, Tom Ledsby, for his remarks. I believe in a God of justice and righteousness. Today, I believe that same God has provided us with justice for Abby and Libby. As Sheriff of Carroll County, Indiana, I want to publicly and sincerely thank each individual who played a role in helping us during this five and a half year investigation. Whether it was in an investigative capacity, providing tips, cards or letters of suggestions or encouragement 
phone calls and thousands of other countless ways of communicating. I earnestly thank those who prayed for this moment in time. We now move forward through the Indiana criminal justice system, allowing the system to provide its due diligence and process in providing that justice which is owed Abby and Libby, their families, in this community. Thank you. Welcome everybody. My name is Nicholas McClellan. I'm the Carroll County Prosecutor. And before we get started, I want to reiterate some of the things that Sheriff Lesenby and Superintendent Carter stated. I first want to thank both of them. They've been a great support to my office throughout this investigation. They've always been there for a phone call and always been willing to help a hand or a line of assistance to me and my office uh, during this investigation. I want to thank the team behind me. This is the Homicide Task Force team that we've put together. Uh, thank them and thank their families for being so understanding for the many nights they've worked away from their families, away from their children. There are many dates in a lifetime that you're going to remember. The date your children are born the date you're married, the date you buy a first house, the date Abby and Libby went missing. One of those dates was last Friday, October 28, 2022. At that time, we had gathered evidence to formulate a PC that we submitted to the court, and the judge did find probable cause for an arrest of Richard Allen. He's been charged with two counts of murder for the murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. This investigation is still very ongoing. We're keeping the tip line open, the tip email open. We encourage everybody to continue to call in tips, not only about Richard Allen, but about any other person that you may have. For that reason and for the nature of this case, the probable cause and the charging information has been sealed by the court. I've been very clear to everybody that per the court order, we cannot talk about the evidence that's in the probable cause or the evidence that's in the charging information. That will become evident to you at some point, and it will be released, but right now is not that day. Today's about Abby and Libby, focusing on them. Mr. Allen has had his initial hearing. He's entered a preliminary plea of not guilty. The matter has been set for a pretrial on January 13th at 9 a.m., 2023, and a trial date of March 20th, 2023 at 9 a.m. He is presumed innocent. We will have an opportunity and day in court when we can present the evidence that we have against him. But until that day, he is presumed innocent. I want to open up to a few limited questions from the audience. But again, keep in mind, we are not going to talk about the evidence that we have in this case or about the charging information. We cannot. Those things have been sealed by the court. And so I want to open up a few questions. Again, that's part of the investigation, so I'm not going to talk about those things. What I can say is that we have probable cause established by the court for his arrest, and he is in custody. He's being held currently without bond. I'm sorry? Again, that gets into the evidence we have of the investigation, and, and I, know, I know from everybody it's frustrating. I know everybody, not only reporters, but the family, everybody wants to know more information. I understand it's frustrating, but 
My goal is to maintain the integrity of this case. Again, we're, we're that's that's it's a, I appreciate the question, but we're getting into the timeline of events, and today's not the time to do that. It was a very personal moment for me, and I think it was a very personal moment for them, for all of us that have had interaction with, with, with the family. Um, we developed a relationship that I think is going to last at least a one lifetime and, and maybe, maybe a second. So it was, it was a very, very, very sad yet a very humbling experience. eventually you'll be able to see what led us to this day but again today's not that day to include the, the reward you, you you mentioned that Raphael about the about the reward itself and again very premature for us to talk about that there's still um, a tremendous amount of work to do probably resilience and understanding the value of each and every day that today was the day but I didn't anticipate they ever thought today would be their day and um, I feel like I've known for a long time excuse me we haven't closed the door on the investigation and so that's why we keep the tip line and the tip email open. And so we're not presuming anything at this point, but we're going to continue to take tips, continue to take any information anybody has. And as we've done with all the information we've gathered, we're going to look at that and examine that and see where it leads us. Sure. Sure. It, it is unusual. We don't do it very often um, in all the cases that we handle here in Carroll County. We did it in this case because the investigation is still an o still open. And while all cases are important, this the nature of this case uh, has some extra scrutiny with it. And so we, my office, me felt it was important to seal those records. There will be a public hearing on whether or not those records are going to remain sealed or not. Um, there'll be public notice for that hearing so that everyone can attend, but there will be a hearing to determine whether or not they're going to stay sealed. But for now, to me, it, it's about protecting the integrity of this case. I want to have an opportunity at some point uh, to have an opportunity in court to explain the evidence and for that not to be tarnished or tainted or anything like that. Again, he's presumed innocent. And so it was important for me in this case to do that. Hold on just a minute. We're not going to comment on that right now uh, as part of the investigation. Um, 
again, we just encourage everybody to continue to call in tips if they have them about anybody, uh, and we'll examine those tips. That's a hard question to answer. It's, it's a mixed emotions. Um, I've been watching the news all weekend like everybody else has, and, and I think a lot of the members of the public said it right. It's, it's bittersweet. It's a step in the right direction. It's, it's concerning that it, he's a local guy. Um, so I think just a, a different emotions. Um, again, this is a step in the right direction. This is the first step into getting into court and, and having a trial. And so... All right, that concludes our press conference today. Shortly, I will be releasing a press release that will have this photo and uh, a couple more details that'll also be here for handout. Um, that'll also be on the Indiana State Police Lafayette Post Facebook page. Right after this press conference, I'm gonna send it out. There's also hard documents in the back. Thank you all for taking the time to be here today and be safe as you travel home. Wow. And there you have it. Much ado about nothing-ish, but there's a big clue there. Tip yeah. line open. Tip line open. That was, was my, I was hoping someone was going to ask, mm -hmm. do you think he had someone with him? Because remember those drawings? There's a draw, there's a, mm -hmm. there are drawings from the time people that were witnessed in the area and there's an older man and there's a younger man. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's long been thought by those of us that are not really in the know uh, that there were two men involved in this. Yep. This is, they've got a lid on this because there's more coming. Yes. Also, he's just charged with two counts of murder. Right. There could be more than that coming. For sure. For sure. There could be weapons charges. Uh, you know, if he moved the bodies, kidnapping, solicitation, they are from a right. different arrest re warrant, right? I think for the Anthony Schatz guy, uh, or no, maybe not him. No, it must have been. I'm not sure. There was an, There's been so many mm -hmm, that one clue that was dropped in one of those was that the bodies were staged. That's right. So tampering will probably show up in there. Mm -hmm. there's yeah tampering or abuse of a corpse i mean there's still so much to come here yeah now uh you know obviously the prosecutor feels like there's some information that's bombastic bombastic enough here that he does not want the public to have it yet because he's not ready for the public to have it yet because there's more to come right right well and what they said about there's a little extra scrutiny <laughs> a little in <laughs> the look on his face he kind of went yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we all know what you're talking about, dude. That's why we're here talking about it right now. The whole world is watching without <laughs> yeah, a doubt. For sure. The sobering fact, though, you guys have to understand the population of Delphi is a little less than 3,000 people. Yeah. And in uh, 2017, uh, when this happened, it was even less than that, around 2,800 people. I mean, we're talking about a very small place. Where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Well, 
I remember when we first covered this case that the locals were like, this had to be someone could come in from the outside. Mm-hmm. No one that lives here would do this. Mm-hmm. And that's and a real, that. yeah, we agreed with that. Yeah. There was a real, there's a real pitfall in that. Mm-hmm. And we see it all the time where we live because lots of little teeny towns mm-hmm. where people do not want to believe that someone in their community who they live around and know and talk to all the time or whatever Mm-hmm. could do something like this but the reality is that that just isn't realistic because mm-hmm. people do these things everywhere yep yep it sucks that's gotta suck i wonder if their families the girls' families i wonder if they know this guy or at least oh, they do with him. they do okay they do one of the interesting uh more interesting things that i i found in research here was a family member uh on Facebook saying that when the girls died, she and some other family members were in CVS where Richard worked Mm -hmm. to uh, get some pictures for their service uh, printed. Oh, wow. And he gave them to them and didn't charge. Oh my God. Oh, that has got to just be a gut punch for them. Holy hell. There's also family saying that he was around uh, at uh, press conferences and things. Like, he's been around the whole time. I wonder how long police have had him as a suspect. Good question. Well, they're sure not going to say. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I doubt we ever actually learned that for sure. But, yes, that uh, he's been around. He's been around, uh, just lurking around this whole thing, watching these people suffer, watching God. all of the stuff that's happened here. He's what been a psychopath to this to those families and, and then watch this because, you know, there, there are vigils for these girls every year. And, you know, like this case gets an update in the news every year, if not soon, if not more frequently by the police. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a psychopath. Yeah. So I did want to share a few things that we know about him. There's not a lot to know. Doesn't seem like it. But he has, he's married. Uh, He has a daughter who looks very much like Libby. It's weird. Uh, His wife had shared a picture of her on Facebook that was taken on that bridge. Oh. It's chilling, but that this is, is a really chilling. interesting photo. She had shared this. His wife, really a prolific Facebooker, you know, and has shared tons of pictures and, you know, information about their family and stuff over the years. It's kind of an interesting thing now. So this is a picture of them. She's a little blurred out. Um, this is in a bar. But if you look behind him next to the cork board. Mm-hmm. Right next to it, towards the top. It's what do you the see sketch. there? Sketch. It's one of the sketches. Oh my mm-hmm. god! There's a picture. It's fairly blurry, but right behind his head, right freaking there. I mean, only an incredibly narcissistic psychopath could live around all that mm-hmm. and just act like a normal person. Because mm-hmm. that that sketch was everywhere. Right. Well, here's the picture on the bridge. Yeah. And the picture of 
the uh, the suspect. The, mm -hmm. And then here is him. Not exactly yeah. right, but it's pretty close. Well, well the, the nose, nose isn't right. It's, <clears throat> but it's like, I don't know. The one thing that gets me is the hat. Yeah. That's not a common hat. Mm -mm. I mean, most men wear some kind of a baseball cap of some shape or sort. This looks more like kind of a beret type hat. Yeah. Not everyone wears that hat. That's true. I don't know. The eyes in that picture are totally wrong. They're, yeah. They're way farther apart than his are, and they, mm -hmm. they're they angled in a different way. And mm -hmm. hmm. Not quite right. But the, the fact that that tip line, yeah, they were giving us a message there, whether mm -hmm. they, you know. Yep. Well, I'm sure they realize it. But, yeah, definitely that was. Yeah. So here's a few things that we know about Richard Allen. He goes by Ricky Allen or Rick Allen. He lives in Delphi in Carroll County, Indiana. Locals say he's a regular at the Brick and Mortar Pub in Delphi. Before he moved to Delphi, he's lived in other parts of Indiana, including Greenwood, Mexico, and Peru. Uh, he worked at CVS. I, that yes. sounds so weird that those are all places in Indiana, not like he's lived in these other countries. Anyway, I, actually sorry, had to really hit me. I actually had to research it to make sure that was what I thought it was. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. Uh, he worked at CVS, which is a drugstore in Peru. That's where uh, these women connected with him uh, with those pictures. Uh, we also know that a year after the girls' death, he received his... Uh, pharmacy tech license mm. that is chilling in my that opinion is. because how many crimes from healthcare workers have we covered in the past few years uh or using their you know station and of course not to just you know demonize healthcare workers 99 percent of them are you know no but when bad people go into day, healthcare people die yes exactly so I, I think that's kind of scary and uh, interesting, at least. Um, let's see. We know that uh, we know he was arrested on the 28th. We know that he pled not guilty. And we know that he has not been issued a bond. We also know that he was moved to a state uh, facility for his safety. I, that was my first thought, is that he's at high risk mm -hmm. of assassination. Yeah whether he's in jail or not, I would think that they are very worried mm -hmm. about somebody trying to take him out before we can get the mm -hmm. whole story here. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that that's the, uh, what compelled the judge to not issue a bond and just hold yeah. on to him is well, and to, and to seal everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I get why the police want it, but I'll bet the judge also wanted that mm -hmm. literally in protection of him, which sounds backwards, but it is how the justice system works. Right. And and like the prosecutor said repeatedly, he is innocent until proven guilty. Right. And yeah, his safety is paramount at this point. Wouldn't it be, what a slap in the face it would be. Oh, man. To the girls' families if something happened to him before they could get him prosecuted through the system. It would be horrifying. This family certainly deserves to know. Absolutely. What, what really happened and... Who is this guy? And, mm -hmm. you know, that age old, never answerable question of why, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. yep. 
I'm so curious to know what was in the uh, probable cause statement for the warrant to search his home. Yeah. Like something brought them to, in the court mm-hmm. they would not say at all, but very curious about what finally brought them to him. We do know that they were digging near a fire pit at his mm-hmm. home. Okay. Um, a few things with the family. So Liberty's sister had tweeted, today's the day, the day that police dug in a fire pit near his backyard. So they knew what was going on. They knew something was going on. They don't know everything. Yeah, I'm sure. And so this is Kelsey German. She has uh, she's talked about this case a lot. She's been, you know, really... Uh, active with social media with sharing yeah. things and really this is liberty's sister libby's sister yeah. uh so she tweeted on the 28th just know how grateful i am for all of you no comments for now any questions please refer to the carroll county prosecutor's office there is tentatively a press conference monday at 10 a.m we will say more then today is the day that's gotta feel at least some relief for them mm-hmm Well, then Libby's grandma posted on Facebook, this is Becky, (coughs) pardon me, her grandma Becky, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm kind of at a loss. Every morning I get up, get my coffee, and start looking for which photo will be today is the day post. Now I sit here not needing to do it, because at long last we have a face to go with our monster. I sit here wondering, now what? Where do I go from here? I realize our lives have made a, again made a big change we have a very different path to start down it is the path we will gladly face as we know each step is taking one step closer to our monster being convicted knowing mm-hmm. that makes the walk so much easier i want to thank everyone who has supported and prayed for our girls daily for five and a half years who never gave up who grew to love them i know they are smiling down on the world today knowing it is a bit safer thank you yeah it's hard to imagine what is going on in their heads right now. Also, uh, clearly, they have been given limited information as well. Yeah. For good reason. Well, I, I mean, this is how it has to be mm-hmm. in these really high-profile cases. And it's frustrating, but it is the best practice because they don't want to – the ultimate goal is to find and convict the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And, and we want that, you know? Yeah. Do you um do you know if Alan had a criminal history? I don't believe so. And, and and I don't know that for sure, but the reason I say that is because of the pharmaceutical uh license. That's true. That's he wouldn't true. have a med he license if had. he had much of a history. Yeah. yeah. He only lived five minutes from the bridge. So he easily could have been on foot. Yeah. Which would explain why uh there was no car. Yeah, that, no of suspicion. He easily could have been walking and, you know, more undetected than others because of that. I do wonder if his wife has had any wonderings or suspicions because of right? the clothes. Yeah. One thing that familiar to her at all? One thing that had been said in the past was that due to the enormous amount of blood lost by the victims, there's no way that the perpetrator wouldn't have had blood on their clothing. Right, right. Is that what they were digging for? 
by the fire pit? Did he or a bury his clothes? Right, or a weapon? Did he bury those things? Did he burn those things? That would be my thought. Also, he had took trophies. There were right. at least two articles of clothing missing from the girls. They figured yeah. that he took trophies. Is that what they were looking for? No. Right. And that's some pretty specific intel mm -hmm. to dig by the fire pit. It yeah. does make you wonder if the wife has finally put some things together. Mm -hmm. I, I do really think that there's probably <clears throat> been a tip close to him mm -hmm. to have brought information like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So that's what we know. There's, it's, you know, it's not a lot. People in their community are shocked. Everybody who knows him said he's a nice guy. I'm sure there are people who say he's not, but uh, by and large, what I'm finding is people really shocked. Well, but you have to question what his family feels about him versus what the community, because guys mm -hmm. like this are super good at being nice and charismatic and friendly mm -hmm. and generous in public. Yeah. But they generally can't carry that all the way home. Mm -hmm. so, There's a weird connection here with 4chan. Ooh. That at some point in 2020, on a 4chan thread, somebody referred to the Delphi killer as Richard. Oh, wow. And then when people called them out on it, they were like, oh, yeah, no, that was a that was an autocorrect typo thing. I, I don't know who that person is. And now people are going back, going, wait a damn minute. Yeah. I've seen this name associated with this case before. Right. Which, again, leads me to think that there are more people involved here that perhaps haven't been picked up yet. Mm -hmm. that, but that there's more to this. Uh, well, you think, think that that's very strange. On fire, now that they have this guy, this name, this face, there are going to be people going, wait a minute. I remember something about, you know, there's likely mm -hmm. going to be some actual usable information mm -hmm. with a name and a face. Well, you know, the video, the yeah. video that the girls took on their phone with the guy that was telling them to get down the hill. Mm -hmm. Did you know that video is actually 43 seconds long? Yes. I remember hearing that, but we never got to see the whole thing. No, there's only the short portion of it that was released to the public because yeah. again, the police have held quite a bit of information pretty close to the vest and that's frustrated people that went, you're not getting anywhere. You might as well release more of this information so that maybe the public will know more or, you know, jog more memory. And maybe right. that's true at this point. This guy lived five minutes away. Yeah. He lived in a town of 3000. Maybe if they would have released more, they would have solved this sooner. Maybe I've not. always I've always wondered that. Like, I get why they hold it, the information so tight. But I also think if they don't release anything, how can people who witness something that they didn't know what it meant at the time come forward? Yeah, I know that that really uh, kind of uh, jumps out at me. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's 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 their choice. And, you know, they've they have worked ridiculously hard on this case we know that too mm -hmm. you know and that this has been an extremely challenging situation in indiana so but it just does make you wonder but at some point we'll get to see that whole video and i think mm -hmm. that will be really interesting um, we also know that uh 
that video may be one of the things that helps seal this deal, you know? Yeah, it could be. Now, I don't know. Yeah. But but how is he tied? What forensic evidence do they have? I mean, they must be pretty confident mm -hmm. to have arrested him, already charged him with murder and held him without bond. Mm -hmm. They've got to have some good stuff. My thought, too. I mean, it's got to be good enough. I mean, on one hand, I'm sure the judge is trying to preserve his safety. But on the other, there would still have to be really compelling evidence for them to act the way they have. Also, yeah. trial in March of 2023. Are well, that's serious? five months away, which means that uh, he did not waive his uh, right to a speedy trial. Yep. Which and down the road, maybe he will. You know, I mean, obviously, this is so brand new. It's mm -hmm. very possible that that date will change. They almost always do. Yeah, that, that seems, seems real so fast. fast. But of course, we're over here living in Daybell land where we don't go to court for six years. So, right. you know, we, <laughs> it's easy for us to say. I honestly, I mean, I hope for the families that it really does come in March. Right. So they can get to drag out. behind them. Yeah. They can move forward and not have to be drug, this drug out so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am curious about that, though, because... Does Indiana have death penalty or is this just going to be a mm. first degree murder? I don't know. I'll tell Are you. you yeah. Yeah. I, I had thought of that earlier. I was going to look it up and I forgot. Um, I'm going to guess maybe they're not a death penalty state on that speediness. That's a lot of times what slows it down. Mm, they do. In Indiana, the death do. penalty is available only for the crime of murder. And is only available if the prosecution can prove the existence of pre-existing, uh, or uh, sorry, the existence of aggravating circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, this could be a death penalty case. It could. However, can they prove first degree murder? Was this a, a, a crime of opportunity? I mean, well, did he literally plan to kill these girls at this time? You well, know. what does Indiana deem to be aggravating circumstances? Right. We'll have to learn some more about that because maybe the fact that they're children. Because all they're saying is murder. They have mm -hmm. not said what degree. Yeah. And I'm questioning, is this going to be second degree because it was a crime of opportunity without planning? Because how would he know? Right. That they were going to be there on that, you know, to have planned it ahead of time. Right. Was but, it just... That day he went out to kill somebody. Unless he's associated with that Anthony Schatz account. And that's another question that I have because it was used mm -hmm. by multiple people. We know. Yeah. Does he have any connection to Keegan Klein or mm -hmm. Keegan Klein's dad, who we know mm -hmm. also used that account? Mm -hmm. Right. There's a lot. I'm sure that the digital footprint is going to reveal a lot. Mm -hmm. His digital footprint, you know? Yep. Well, and the fact oh, that he was mentioned in 4chan. I mean, who else would that be? I mean, how many Richards do you think were suspects in this case? Right. I, there have been a lot of suspects in this case, but, you know, but, the likelihood that it was a different guy, mm -hmm. not very likely. Right. So we don't know. We just don't know. We'll keep watching it. Obviously, we're never going to quit talking about this case till this guy is in prison for good. For sure. So we'll keep you posted. But that's what we've got. So this is our Monday episode. We'll be back Tuesday for a brand new episode, Wednesday for a brand new episode, Wednesday night for case updates. So there's mm -hmm. lots going on. If you are a patron, we released two new Patreons last week. So be sure you yes. check those out. Uh, lots of good stuff there. And as always, 
thanks for being here. Like, share, follow, do your thing. We appreciate you guys a lot. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Bye, everybody. Thank <music> you.